Hey there, witches, and welcome to Moonstone Witchery, the podcast where we chat about witchcraft in a modern context. Well, witchcraft and spirituality in a modern context. My name is Rian Lockard. I'm the head witch here at Moonstone Witchery. Thank you for listening. You can find me on my Instagram at moonstone underscore witchery. You can find me on my website at moonstonewitchery.com. And as I keep telling you all, I have this cute little Facebook group. It is so fun in there. We are talking about all kinds of little witchy magical things. Um, <clears throat> I need to pop in there a little more often just because I've been very busy recently doing lots and lots of intuitive readings for people, which is such a joy for me and I absolutely love it. So if you need an intuitive reading, head over to my website and you can sign up for one there. Okay, let's keep it going. <clears throat> Today I want to talk about this thing that I'm always saying to everybody and I don't necessarily always elaborate, but I want to get kind of very specific about one area of it. So we're going to talk about witch work and spell work and boundaries and how they go together um, and how to not fundamentally undermine your magical working. So even if you don't necessarily practice doing spells yet, or if you don't necessarily identify as an active witch witch yet, um, I still want you to listen on because there's a lot of good stuff in here. And also, the more that you listen to conversations about this kind of thing, the more you find your empowerment to feel like informed enough to do your own um, your own ritual work, your own magic work, your own spell work, whatever words resonate with you. So in my group the other day, someone was making a post about um, their spell that they were performing. And even though she's the reason that I am prompted to have this conversation, this question kind of comes up a lot and or I will notice people who are doing spell work with me or even with other practitioners, other witches. Um, and they will do this thing where here's what happens. They will contact me, for example, for like a love spell. I am specific about who I will and won't do love spells for. And also I build it into my spell work that if the spell work isn't for the highest good of both people involved, that I um, set it so that the spell will not work and that all will ha that will happen is that the positive energy from the spell will go to the person who has, um, <clears throat> has kind of asked for the spell to happen. This is because um, love work is actually inherently designed to override the options of the target of the spell. And um, when we say the target, what we mean is the person who the spell is being cast upon. So if somebody wants love, a love spell, traditional love work or traditional spell work, there are certain components you can put into the spell that is kind of like forces it to, to be taken. It forces the spell to be like absorbed or to work or to manifest. I don't perform magic that overrides other people's free will. Um, I especially don't do that um, on a client basis because intuitive or not, I don't know all the facts, right? And I personally have this understanding about magic <clears throat> and spell work that is very clear. And my understanding of the magic and spell work is that if you are performing a spell, you have to be able to know within yourself that the spell is justifiable or that like it's appropriate <clears throat> for you to take those steps. So even right there, when I'm always saying to everybody like witchcraft is self-work, even that unto itself, like we could talk forever about the concept that I just shared with you that the spell is justified or that you are right to perform the spell or that if your work was to be judged by like 
the forces that be of the universe, that the forces that be in the universe would determine that your spell was appropriate and acceptable. Um, you can't always you can't always know that when you're performing a spell for somebody else. So that's why I always build into my spells like this spell will only take if dot dot dot. And my if is if it's in the highest good and if it's in the interest of the highest good um, for both parties involved. That said, yeah, coming to that place within yourself where you determine <clears throat> why am I doing this spell? What is the actual intention versus what is my perceived intention? Um, why, like, like, is the spell appropriate? Is it acceptable? Um, is it for the highest good of myself and the other person? When you go through and you ask yourself those kinds of questions before performing a spell, you're getting really, really clear and right with yourself as to all of those answers, right? And there's an element of self-work that goes into that that is advanced and important. And that unto itself is is very significant because <clears throat> a lot of people are doing spell casting because it's something they want or it's something they think they want or it's something that they feel will resolve certain issues within themselves or their own life. But they're not actually asking, like, is this for the highest good of all parties? Is this what the other person wants? Or have they expressed they don't want it? A lot of times with love work, people are casting love spells on other people who have expressed verbally that they actually actively don't want to be in a relationship with the person casting the spell. And so in those cases, it's like, I, I think that we should reevaluate what kind of spell you're doing. See, a lot of times if you are inclined to cast a spell on somebody else, my first question to you is, what could we do towards you that will make you feel better about the situation in general? And if you look at that sentence, that is a self-work question, okay? As many of you know, like half of my business is witchcraft and intuitive readings and being a psychic medium and all in spirituality and casting spells and all that stuff, my crystals that we sell on the website. But by the other half of my work is as a certified life coach, which is an entire profession based out of self-work and self-evaluation and, and self-assessment and looking inward at yourself and saying like, am I being the best person that I want to be? Am I living in alignment with my truth and my integrity all the time? Um, are all of my choices ones that I can feel good about at the end of every day. And if you're going to go to sleep at night and and sort of feel like oh, I don't know, maybe I <clears throat> maybe I actually shouldn't have done that or maybe I'm just kind of trying to be I don't know, like forceful or revengeful or whatever the words might be. Um then I don't want you to be doing that spell work from that place. So the person asking me the question in the group was was asking about put, throwing multiple spells at one specific topic. And as I said, this comes up a lot with the love work that I do for clients, but I never will, I won't do more than one simply because, think about it this way, okay? So <clears throat> if we are going to decide that a situation is one that would benefit from spell work. Um, we need to assess with ourselves, first of all, well, what is my intention with this work? That unto itself is an important self-work kind of question, right? Like, why am I doing this thing? And in your own life, if you start interacting with someone in any way that's like heightened or, or extra or whatever it might be, that's a good question for you to ask yourself too. Because the truth is, in actuality, if you are going to 
throw multiple spells at the same topic, what you're actually doing is undermining all the previous spell work. You're actually kind of sending the signal out that you don't trust the spell work that you've already done. So here's what I mean by that. If you were to say, um, activate a spell that was designed to, um, I don't know, like bring you prosperity, bring you some money, okay? And you do the spell work and then you let it set it and you burn it and it goes nicely. What you're supposed to do, what you're asked to do in traditional witchcraft is to allow the spell to complete appropriately clean up and like dispose of the candle remains or the spell remains in whatever way suits you best or whatever way is appropriate for you. And then you are supposed to move forward and completely like no longer think about that spell. And the reason that you're supposed to push it from your mind and not think about it is because it's done. Why would we think about something that is done, taken care of, and handled? And you're supposed to like proactively not think about it, right? Which is kind of a weird sentence because it's like, how do I like proactively and with positive energy not do something? And I want to say like, there's, there's a way to do it. What I want you to do is to like intentionally and in your empowerment, I want you to intentionally not think about something because what you're doing is you're saying, I accept that this work is true. I accept that it is real. I accept that it is anchored in and I accept that it has been taken and it works. And so there's no need for me to think about it because the spell worked and I'm done, right? So it's it's kind of like you trust so much in your power and in your skill and in your intention because you know and you had a really good conversation with yourself that you're very clear on what you cast and what you told the universe you'd like to have happen. You're very clear on what you're manifesting and calling forth that you're so clear on it that there's absolutely no need for you to like do it again. You know what I mean? You're so clear on it that there's no need for you to even think about it again because it is already done. So it's kind of like like once you – let me think about – once you make an appointment at the dentist, okay, you don't like call them back a bunch of times and make the same appointment like over and over again, right? You, you allow the appointment to have been made. You don't think about it until like the day before or like you get that call that's reminding you or like your phone alarm buzzes or whatever it is, whatever method you have for reminding yourself things. You, you put it out of your mind because you know that it's done. This is how I want you to approach your spell work. <clears throat> And here's how we're going to tie this to self-work because it is so tied to self-work. This is also how I want you to approach your boundaries in your life because witchcraft is self-work. Spellcasting is a form of self-work as well because you're getting really clear and honest with yourself about your intention for any spell. Because here's another thing, right? Like let's say you go into a spell and you're you're telling yourself that your intention is one way, um, but secretly you have like other intentions. So for example, like let's say that if we're doing a love spell and the person who you are targeting for the love spell has been pretty clear they don't want to be in a relationship with you. But then they kind of, and you know that, like there's a part of you that knows it, but they flirt with you or they in some way take advantage of the fact that they know you have feelings for them by interacting with you in a certain type of way. So you're like activated and, and thinking to yourself, I want to be with this person. I really do. Like if only they could see that we would work out well together, blah, 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 blah. I think I'm going to do a spell about it even though they've been very clear that in their words, but maybe not their actions. And that's their problem. They have self-work to do. But if they have said clearly, no, it's not for me, and you're still choosing to move forward and try to 
put a spell upon them, you might justify that in your conscious mind by saying, well, I mean, they did start flirting with me. I do think that if their circumstance was different, that they would want to be with me, blah, 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 blah. Um, You're not actually being really right with yourself when you're doing that. When you cast that spell out, there's a part of you that is overriding their free will and the choices that they've made. And so even though you might say to yourself, I'm just trying to help the situation because I think fundamentally that's what they want. If they haven't said to you, you know, that's what I want, then I don't think they fundamentally want that. But that's a hard pill to swallow. That's hurtful to us when we are actively having our emotions toyed with by somebody else who is not acting in alignment with their integrity. But all we can ever do is be in alignment with our integrity. So in situations like that, what I want people to do is to get really clear on their intention. And if their intention is to make somebody love them, even though that person doesn't want to, I always am like, why is it that you want the love of somebody who doesn't naturally want to give it to you? But also secondarily, like, what are you actively and actually calling forth upon yourself when you are trying to force a situation that isn't naturally flowing in that direction? And what I always encourage people to do is to send themselves the love that they're trying to call forth. So I always am very much like, let's do a love spell on you first. And either way, number one, you can call in love to yourself by from whatever source the universe has it for you by will will activate a love spell on you to attract your real love to you or we can do a self-love self-healing spell on you because what i am actually noticing in those circumstances is that that person is hurt and sad and like wounded inside over the fact that the person that they want to have the love from isn't showing it to them and so that's getting clarity on your intentions right that's like really getting clear with yourself and speaking to yourself about what's actually and actively going on with you. But back to the boundaries, because there's so many places where there's boundaries and magic. First of all, when you set up a spell, you're you're putting it in a circle or you're energetically reinforcing boundaries around it. And those boundaries say nothing may enter or exit this circle around this spell. This is the place where the magic is happening. This is the place where the portal is opening. This is the place where the work is being done, right? And that's the same kind of boundary I want you to have in your own life. This is where, this is how I feel. This is where my stance is. This is where I stand on the topic. This is what I believe. This is who I am. And and seal your boundaries around yourself where you know and you determine within you what are your opinions, what are your perspectives, what are your points of view, what are your values, what are your impulses, And to keep those boundaries around yourself at all times, no matter what, just like how you would protect a spell from any negative energy entering or exiting it, I want you to do that with yourself. I want you to treat yourself because here's a moment that I want you to really listen to. You are a living spell that the universe has cast out into the world. You are a spell in motion. You are. You are the manifestation of this dream that the universe had, and that dream is called you. And you are the living embodiment of the energy that the universe set out into the world with your name. And so we must protect your boundaries as well. We must protect your energetic sphere as well. We must take as much care with ourselves to not allow influences that are harmful or negative into our spaces as we would a spell that we were casting because that's how the universe sees us, okay? And so number one, 
I want you to be as careful with yourself as you are with your ritual work. Number two, I want you to accept and believe in the power of the work that you choose to do. I want you to get to the level that you can be at where you can stand in your power and you can go, I'm going to do this work. I know that my intention is clear because I've assessed it with myself. I know exactly what I'm calling forth into the universe. And I know that when it is done, it's, it is done. Do you understand? I know that when I set this work in motion, it happens. That's the level of confidence I want you to be at. So this girl was asking me this question. She's so amazing. She's just absolutely this wonderful person and she's doing incredible things with her witch work. But she was asking me this question about putting multiple spells upon the same topic. And she and I talked privately, so this was clarified. So now it's not going to become specific to her anymore. It's going to become hypothetical at this point, okay? So when we put... When we put several spells on the same topic, we are kind of undermining the previous work we're doing. And every spell we throw at it, we are diminishing the effectiveness of all the previous spells. It's like this weird, sounds like it's paradoxical, but it's actually logical kind of like chain reaction. Okay, so here's why. If I set a prosperity spell and... I, you know, trust that it's going to happen. It it happens. I clean it up, whatever. But then I keep panicking. Like, I really need that money, though. I wonder when it's going to show up. And I really could use the income. I need to get this promotion. I really need, like, that extra boost. Like, I really need it. Maybe I need to do another spell. All of that, all of those thought processes, all of that, like, energy, it's all out of alignment with the spell work that you just did. It's all completely opposite. It's opposite aligned, right? I don't know if that phrase makes sense or not, but that's what I'm trying to say. Um, So when we set these spells and then we think about them in a way that's like, "Uh uh-oh, oh oh my God, is it going to work? Is it working? Has it worked yet? Oh my God, where's my money? What we're doing is we're sending out a, a reverse signal. We're like, I did this work. It is done. And then we're living in alignment with a completely different outcome. So that right there, like completely is, is confuses it confuses the universe, right? So the universe might have been like received your spell work and been like, okay, package on its way. Like when you place an order on a website and they like get the order, they're like, okay, going to fulfill this order. And then it's almost like we're like emailing and we're like, well, wait, maybe I don't really know for sure if that's the right thing. Do you think it's the right thing? I'm not really positive. The universe is like busy making your package and it's like, uh, so do you want the package? Do you not want the package? You keep emailing me and I'm just trying to get the package done. And then let's say this, let's say you do another spell and that other spell is designed to call in the same kind of money or prosperity or experience that you were calling for it the first time. What you're saying there to the universe is, um, I actually don't trust the last spell, so I'm going to do it again. And they're going, why are you ordering this again when you already just ordered it? I'm confused. Do you want two? Do you not want any of them? What is happening? Are you having a glitch on like your side of the situation? Because the energy that we're throwing into that hole that we're digging for ourselves is all energy of distrust and dis- and like being out of alignment, okay? It's not in alignment with the fact that you know that you have directed the energy around you to be a certain type of way. So every time that you revisit it and every time that you put another spell upon it, you're saying, I don't trust my last work, cancel it. Let me try again. 
And then you do another one and you go, wait, no, cancel that. Let me try it again. Because every time you're doing a new spell that's in a line, in the same vein, you're canceling the work that you've previously done. You're saying, actually, I don't trust myself. And the universe is just sitting there waiting while you figure it out. Like, have you ever been trying to make dinner plans with somebody and like, they're like, oh, maybe I want to go here. And then you're like, okay. And then they go, wait, actually, maybe I want to go there. And then you're like, okay. And then they go, Although that first place sounds really good. And you just are like, oh, and you just sit there and you wait for them to work it out with themselves. Like, where do they want to eat so that you can get up and go? That's what's happening with the universe when you are throwing multiple spells of the same type at the same situation. It's just like it's nothing hits the pause button on manifestation faster than you undermining your own skill, your own strength, your own power, your own whatever word you want to use for it, you undermining your own self um, as the witch and as the practitioner. And now this is applicable in our personal lives in so many ways. How many times do we say to someone, you know what, I'm done with this. I don't want to talk to you anymore. Just forget it. Leave me alone. And then what, two days go by and because we're addicted to them or their drama, we initiate contact in some way or another, whether it's subtly or overtly, um, or we make up an excuse, oh, I heard this song and it made me think of you, or oh, I saw your mom, or whatever it might be. And then we, we undo our own boundaries. We completely demolish our own boundaries and we reinitiate contact after we just said that we wanted things to be a certain way. And this is how we undermine ourselves in our own life. And this is how we undermine our spells in our magical working. And there is a very significant and important overlap there that I want you to have some self-examination around. Because if you have mustered up the courage to establish a boundary in your life, I want you to treat that boundary as if it is sacred, just like your spell. I want you to treat your spells as if they are sacred. I want you to treat your boundaries as if they are sacred. I want you to understand that once you make a decision, it's done, you trust it, you live by it. That's how I want you to exist because it's so hard for us to come to these conclusions and to do the self-work we need to do to make these decisions in the first place often that nothing is sadder than going back in in a moment of like weakness or just when we're trying to adjust to living in this new reality with this new boundary we've set, nothing sadder than us dismantling our own boundaries because that's a form of self-abuse and it's a form of gaslighting and it's a form of just like not treating ourselves with any respect. And then we feel so sad when other people don't respect our boundaries or other people don't treat us with the integrity that we want them to or other people just steamroll us when we finally have the strength to assert how we want things to be. And I want to say like, how do you interact with yourself Do you treat your decisions as if they are sacred? And so I want you to spend time in your own life to make intentional decisions about like the people in your life and the work relationships you have and the time that you spend with yourself and all those good things. I want you to make intentional decisions from those places. And I also want you to ask yourself how you can safeguard those decisions that you make so that they are treated with the respect that they deserve and so that you don't have the opportunity to undermine yourself or to harm yourself or to kind of disentangle yourself from yourself. Like I don't want you to lose track of yourself after you've done self-work and established a boundary. And I don't want you to, to go into your spell work and disarm it and disable it 
by throwing more spells at it. Because the more we do the same behavior over and over and over again, the more we're saying, actually, I don't trust the previous version of this. So you're weakening your own magic by doing things like that. Now, one thing I did say was that you can layer spells upon themselves, okay? So for example, if I had done some prosperity work for myself and then it turns out like I needed um, the money to show up in a different way or I actually decided I wanted more clients rather than more more money just randomly showing up, then I can add a spell to that and I can kind of like energetically acknowledge the previous work and build upon it. Um, so that's a different thing. That's me saying, okay, cool, that is done. So now the next step is this. And you can do that in your personal life with boundaries too. Okay, cool. I've decided to stop messaging this person first, but now I'm also going to hide them from my social media feeds. Or I've decided to stop texting with this person and now I'm going to like unfollow them or whatever. See, so those are two different things. Those, those choices build upon themselves. Whereas, the other version is you secretly undermining yourself because you're not right with yourself. You're not in alignment with your original intention. You're not actually ready for what you're trying to do. You're undermining your own self and your own work. And I have to say, we have enough people in our lives and in this world that absolutely do not know how to respect boundaries and absolutely do not know how to show up to boundaries and absolutely will run into somebody who has good boundaries and they will work really hard at chipping away away at those boundaries and they will work really hard to dismantle them and we don't need any of that like nobody has time for that no thanks i'm busy i don't want you and your abusive behavior in my world get the f out you know all of that good stuff is what we want to say to those people but what is harder is when we are those people to ourselves. I don't want you being that person to yourself. I want you to get really used to making decisions and respecting them. I want you to get really used to performing your spell work and knowing that you are the witch. When she asked me this question, I said, you know, what I would do is metaphorically, like if I was, if I would kept having the impulse to throw the same spell at the same topic, I said, if it was me, I would metaphorically slap myself across the face and remind myself of who I am and I'm saying metaphorically because I'm not like condoning violence please don't don't at me you know what I mean but I'm saying like remind yourself who you are and that means I am the witch I am the one in charge of this I'm the one saying how it's going to go I'm the one sending the directions out about this specific topic I know what I want I know how I want it I know when I want it and I want it right now so let's do it see that's a very specific kind of energy and that's the energy of witchcraft and it takes self-work to get there but it's so so fundamentally worth it because once you know yourself on that level and you can trust yourself on that level you are capable of all things so I want you to get to that point and I want you to do the self-work that you you need to do to get to that point so that you can stand in your power. Witchcraft is very much about respectfully standing in your power. You're not going to show up and be like, hey, universe, I'm in charge. Do what I say. That's not what we're talking about. But we're saying, hey, I'm going to upload this like code that I want you to like install into this person's life. Thank you so much. Talk to you later. Bye. You know what I mean? It's it's a certain energy where you know that what you're going to do is going to be effective and it's going to work. And can you imagine how great you would feel if you could trust yourself on that level within your own life, within the ways that you interact with people, within the treatment you accept from others and from yourself? If you can get yourself on board with showing up to your own life like that, you are set 
to go. And so that's why it's really cool to look at witchcraft and, and all of the things that you're doing and say, how can I apply these skills and these rules to myself? Because it's all the same thing. Witchcraft is all about like symbolism. And, you know, when you set a love spell, I, you make it as beautiful as you can. I mean, my love spells for clients are like outrageous. They're on like these huge, pretty candle holders, or there's always like fresh flowers involved, or there's like glitter, or there's just an abundance of beauty. And I play them like this beautiful love playlist, and they're dressed all fancy. And it's because love feels like that, like glorious and big and pretty and like magical. And it's all symbolic. It doesn't, you don't have to do any of that for the spell to manifest, but it helps you get into that energetic vibration. And that's why we do it. It's not required though. You can cast any kind of spell that you want with just a thought and a word. You can cast any kind of spell you want with just really clear intentions. Nothing else is required, but all the symbolism helps us get in alignment. It gets us into that energetic place. And that is all true for ourselves as well because witchcraft is symbolic of that self-work that I'm asking you to do. And when you come from that place, you are powerful beyond measure. And that is so significant and so important and it's so very much what I want you to anchor into is knowing that you have that capacity within yourself to be that powerful to maintain your own boundaries to shield and protect protect your own self and your own work and your own life you have that power so the question for you is well what do I need to work through in order to know that and believe that within myself and that is the work of a lifetime but it is so fundamentally worthy and it is so worthwhile because every single step you take on your own behalf gets you closer and closer to being that person that you secretly long to be. And I believe in you and I know you can do it. So that was what I wanted to chat about today. Um, I hope that this was helpful to some of you. I know this was a very witchy topic, um, but there's a lot here for even the new witches or non-witches alike because it's all overlapping and it's all significant. Um, if you have any questions for me or any ideas for podcasts, you can find me over on my Instagram at moonstone underscore witchery. You can hit me up in the DMs. Um, you can message me through my website, moonstonewitchery.com, or find our little Facebook group. It's called Moonstone stone witchery in case you're noticing a theme there there's a pretty yellow background and a pretty little witch for my cover photo there um and again like i've been saying i am doing so many really fun readings for people right now it's been an absolute joy i absolutely love doing readings it's definitely at least 50 percent of my business so if you're ever interested in intuitive reading you know how to find me and you can ask me some questions there and i would just love to hear your feedback and your ideas for what other topics you'd like to have on this podcast or just anything in general if you have any questions hit me up and we will chat i will talk to you soon i'm going in search of witches 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 i guess you found me out huh you should come around here on Halloween. You'd really see something then. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we all jump off the roof and fly. You know, sort of like a coven. We were placed fester under some strange sexual spell. And what time will we be spellcasting?